Ladies, let's talk about our periods. Welcome to SBH Bronx Health Talk, produced by SBH Health System and broadcasted from the beautiful studios at St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. I'm Faith Daniel. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, approximately 14 to 25% of women of childbearing age experience menstrual irregularities that can range from severe cramping to longer or shorter periods that vary throughout the months. Your menstrual cycle can be a great indicator about your overall health. If irregularities exist, there may be ways to help. Having an open and safe dialogue with your doctor can assist in addressing any discomfort or questions you may have. Here with us today is Dr. Sonata Cooper, SBH's Ambulatory Care Center OBGYN Director. Welcome. Hi, Faith. Good afternoon. So let's jump right into it. And what is considered a quote-unquote normal menstrual cycle? Sure. So a normal menstrual cycle basically lasts somewhere between 24 and 38 days. And whenever I say this to patients, they always get very confused. So what we're talking about is the first day of your period to the first day of your next period. So as long as the first days between your period is between 24 and 38 days, then we consider that a normal menstrual cycle. And what causes periods to be irregular? Oh, there could be many reasons for irregular bleeding. When we talk about irregular bleeding, though, I think we should talk about what it means to be irregular. So any woman who is experiencing bleeding or spotting between their periods or bleeding after intercourse or even heavy bleeding during your period. So heavy bleeding is described as soaking multiple pads in an hour or passing large blood clots consistently. Again, if your cycles are longer than those 38 days or more frequent than 24 days. And lastly, if your periods are lasting more than typically eight days, then we consider that to be abnormal. When it comes to the causes of abnormal bleeding, this could be an issue with ovulation. So every month a woman releases an egg. And if she happens to miss releasing that egg, that can cause prolonged bleeding as well as there could be things that that we describe as fibroids or polyps or a condition in the endometrium in which it grows inside the uterine lining. But there could be a variety of causes, including blood disorders as well, or even certain forms of birth control options that can cause this. And I know you mentioned some of the symptoms that someone should be like alarmed by. And at what point would it be like, you know what, maybe it's time for me to go see a doctor. Like what signs are you like, this is immediate, like you should see somebody. Sure. So that actually kind of varies in regards to age. So there are certain age groups that we actually suspect you to have irregular bleeding or more so it's not surprising. So those are young women who are just starting their periods. So early teens, sometimes going into early 20s, it's very common to have irregular periods in which there is a long time in between your cycles or you're missing your periods every month. And this is typically related to the fact that you're not ovulating regularly. The same thing goes to women who are in their 40s. Around the age of 40, our bodies slowly start to transition to menopause. And just like when we're younger, during this time, we may not ovulate every month. And again, this causes irregular bleeding. But warning signs in which you should definitely be evaluated are the times in which you're having heavy bleeding, like I described, 
or you're going multiple months without your periods. Both of these can lead to prolonged bleeding, causing anemia, which can be a health issue in the long term. And I know some of these signs and symptoms can mean something larger. And so what are some of the common like menstrual disorders and how would you describe like a menstrual disorder? Because it's a kind of scary word or term. Sure. So, you know, we as doctors have a broad name to categorize this. And what we actually describe it as abnormal uterine bleeding. And as I mentioned, it could be due to a hormone issue. It could be due to a structural issue such as polyps or fibroids. Um, Some cases it could be due to uterine cancer or even pregnancy. So the number one thing is when we are diagnosing this, one, we're getting a full history to figure out what exactly is irregular about the periods. And based on that history, and at times we do blood tests or ultrasounds, then we give the term to the irregular bleeding based on the cause. I see. Can you name some of the common ones that you've seen like in the clinic? Sure. So common causes of abnormal uterine bleeding include fibroids, miscarriages, okay, women who are on hormonal contraceptives, as well as women who um, potentially have a bleeding disorder, such as von Willebrand's bleeding disorder, hemophilia, for example. Could we touch a little bit on um, endometriosis and PCOS? Sure. So endometriosis is basically where, for whatever reason, and we're not quite sure why, we have hypothesis to it, where the endometrial lining, so that's the lining inside the endometrial cavity, basically implants to different areas of the pelvis outside the uterus. And for these women, they have substantial amount of pain around the times of their period. Sometimes it's so bad that they have pain with intercourse. And it's all due to inflammation that's caused by these implants. Now, the treatment for endometriosis is with medications. What we're trying to do is basically control the pain by decreasing the inflammation either through birth control pills or sometimes um, adding ibuprofen or special injections to help control and decrease the amount of inflammation. And what about PCOS? I know that one's also really common. PCOS. So PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And this describes a subset of women who have irregular periods. Commonly, they're missing their cycles several months out of the year as well as they may notice that they have excess hair growth, meaning that they have a little bit more facial hair than to be expected or hair on their abdomen or groin area where they feel like they always have to shave more than their counterparts. Um, And in some of these women, they also have multiple follicles seen on an ultrasound. Now, Not everyone has to have all three of those. Typically, if you have irregular periods or elevated um, testosterone or extra hair growth, we give you that diagnosis. And the treatment for PCOS is basically controlling your cycles so that you at least get your periods somewhere between six to eight times a year so that you don't have an increased risk of developing um, endometrial cancer. Mm -hmm. 
these women, um, because of the fact they, that they do not ovulate every month, can sometimes have issues with fertility. We find that certain subsets of these women are at increased risk of diabetes or heart disease of the future. So if you are a woman who notice that your periods are irregular, you're skipping cycles, as well as you have noticed that you may have a little bit of excess hair growth, it is important that you talk to your gynecologist about this because there are certain tests that we do to make sure that you're not at risk of developing diabetes, as well as talking to you about ways to decrease the chances of you developing uterine cancer in the future or potential treatment options for fertility if that is something that you have noticed for you. And can we touch a little bit on fibroids and what that means? Because I know that they can be extremely painful. Yes, so fibroids, um, by layman's terms, is basically a tumor, and not all tumors mean cancer. Fibroids typically are not cancerous, almost always not cancerous. Um, And what they are, basically overgrowth of the endometrial lining or, or muscle layer of the uterus. And they can grow from millimeters to quite large. Now, the most common symptoms of fibroids include heavy bleeding. These are women who get their periods once a month, but when they get them, they do have that heavy bleeding where um, many times bleed so much that they could cause issues with anemia, as well as significant pelvic pain or pressure around the times of their periods. And there are many treatment options depending on what women's symptoms are. Um, Typically, we always start with medications and most commonly it's different forms of birth control options. And what those medications do is control the heavy bleeding and pain. They do not necessarily make the fibroids go away. However, if you continue to have these issues or you have worsening anemia, anemia despite the uh, medications, then there are certain procedures or surgeries that your doctor could talk to you in regards to uh, removing the fibroids. Mm I think these are so enlightening because I feel like many women may just be experiencing a lot of pain and just like, you know, I just have to deal. Like, this is just a part of my destiny right now. Exactly. And it's not. Like, there are some extreme cases where if you're going through multiple pads or if you're in high school and you can't work out in gym, it's okay because these things are real. Yeah, what you said is absolutely true. I can't even tell you the number of patients that I've seen for the first time and I get a history as we all do and then I find out that they've been having this problem of heavy bleeding or uh, lots of pain with their cycles for their entire life. And for them, they consider that normal. And it's not until I told them, you know, you don't have to live a life like this. There are treatment options. So for women out there, you should know that your cycle should not be more than eight days. You should be getting a period once a month. And it should not be associated with heavy bleeding every single day. So if you are having those symptoms, it's important that you talk to your gynecologist about those so you could improve your quality of life. Your periods are not meant to make you miserable the entire time. (laughs) I tell people that I like to get my period and they're like, you're insane. (laughs) I mean, like I've struggled with PCOS my whole life. I was diagnosed when I was like 13 because I was like missing my period. I see. So for you, it's really important to see your cycles, I imagine, every month. I'm like, yes! 
she came <laughs> and she's her own person <laughs> so i get really excited about it because i'm like you know it's painful but i'm like she's here yes. and it's it's telling me something about my body exactly. and like periods are indicators of like your overall health so right yeah. as women we consider your menstrual cycle as well as one of your vital signs that's mm-hmm. how we know that um, your hormone levels are where they should be based on your age that's how we know that a relation to fertility and things like that so it is important that we clue it on what is considered a durable menstrual cycle and if it's not durable to talk to your doctor mm-hmm. about it are there any frequently asked questions that you get about menstrual cycles that you would like to address now for our audience? Ooh, that's a hard question. I think one frequently asked is what is a menstrual cycle, right? So we talked a lot about that. The other thing really tends to do with women who are wondering if they are fertile, right? And so like I said, for women who are ovulating every month, they will, if they're not pregnant, get their periods. And that is the number one thing that gynecologists lean on in regards to determining a woman's fertility. Mm-hmm. So I think many times, and it varies in ages for women who are 20 years old to women who are 40 years old who are coming to see me, and we're talking about how their their cycles are, the frequency, how many days they're lasting, and then it's always has to do with, well, can I get pregnant? So most importantly, if you are having, like we said, a normal period, less than a week every month, that is a sign that your body is ovulating. That is a sign that you have hormone levels consistent with fertility, and therefore you're okay. Now, there's many caveats to that, but that's typically the first clue that everything is fine. I have a question. Sure. A lot of people always, even with me and my friends, when being, they're like, why do they always ask me when was my last period? Like, I don't remember. Like, what's the importance of that? I'm, I know there's a reason. <laughs> you know, the reason is, as a gynecologist, I assume everyone is pregnant until they prove me otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. So um, in this day and age, you know, we know that Uh, Most pregnancies are what we consider unattended pregnancies. These are not women trying to necessarily get pregnant. They just were not on contraceptive options. And so we're asking about your period just as we get your blood pressure, your height and weight, because what we want to, number one, know, are you pregnant versus not? Um, And then from there, we're gathering additional information to make sure that not only you're getting your period monthly, but like we said, is there a a problem with abnormal bleeding or your menstrual flow, uh, what we would expect. And are there any helpful resources or websites our audience can go to to learn more about it? Sure. So um, there is great information on a website called ACOG, A-C-O-G dot org, um, which is the governing body that all obstetricians and gynecologists um, make their recommendations. On that website, they have patient information that has to do with abnormal bleeding, fibroids, polyps. Um, that you could go to and download and read for yourself. So thank you so much, Dr. Cooper, for joining us on SBH Bronx Health Talk. Again, for more information on our women's health services available at SBH, visit sbhny.org or call to make an appointment at 718-960-3730. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.